Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Welcome to Chris's Comics. My name is Chris and this is a podcast about comics. With me as always is my co-host, punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. Jay Bidet. I swear to God, I notice when you laugh or when you smile, but like silently, and you, <laughs> you did it at your own thing that you've been saying for fucking years now. This is a podcast. My name is Chris and this is a podcast about comics, and you well smiled yourself and went, oh, I just like saying that. You just you, you just like the, like, oh, it's so simple, it's so funny. Uh, I'm just like, you clever man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. How are you, man? Very good. Can't complain. Had a bit of a heavy weekend, but heavy. Oh, yeah, you're fragile, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm old I, now. I can complain, though. I, I'm fucking hot. Dude. It I- is... It is hot here. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. I mean, it's summertime here in the UK, and like it's currently like almost nine PM, and it's still like twenty degrees Celsius. I picked a like, bad, bad week to get a new tattoo on my forearm because oh shit, yeah, the sun and, balls. You, and you can't put you can't also you can't put a suntan lotion on a new tattoo. I had to Google it to be dub- doubly sure. So I've had to like today. I was having to. Do some jobs in the garden and drive a long distance where you and I didn't want to get lorry drivers on. I saw you. I saw you put your washing out. All right, weirdo. Why are you watching me you put your washing out? <laughs> I always. For people who don't know, I don't stalk JB. I, I just. I always drive past his house when I'm working, so I'm always like texting him like weird messages like. Um, like I just you know, watch like, you put can, your washing out. I can see. I can see you've got like tartan bedding or something, or like, I can see through your window. Close your curtains or. Well, Henry Cavill's watching you at all times. Which he always is. I do. There's a massive um, window display with Henry Cavill's giant Modoc-sized head just <laughs> just watching me constantly. It's just like peeping over the bridge at you, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and just that. But yeah, I've had to, I had to wear a long sleeve today in this all day just to hide my tattoo. And of course, just as well, you've got some nice long boys. Just as well as we've got some nice long boys. Problem is, they're all quite long and thick boys, so I had to try and find my thinnest boy. And it wasn't. <laughs> uh, it, it still wasn't as thin as I wanted to be, but it did. It did the job. It yeah, good. Boy. Those guild and heavies are just are not good for summer, are they? Really? <laughs> no, I've got got a great autumn collection coming up, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's hot as balls. Um, actually, I might crack a window open. I can feel like my sweat coming on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right. If you hear the birds singing, I apologise, but I haven't got air conditioning because I'm not posh and American. Have you moved your comics so they're not like in the light of the sun? As Oh, n- you know what? No. I mean, I told you about the problem I had with the long boxes where like the ones at the front 
uh, were sort of getting oh, had the little... getting bleached by the sun in those little holes. Um, yeah. So I've put like um, like a card, you know, like when you bag and board to cover a comic. Them, uh... I've put those at the front, but um, some of them that are like peeping out the top, like some some of them are getting bleached by the sun. And I've noticed that the ones I've got framed have gone a bit off color as well. Because the sun uh, just pours in this room, so I might have to start closing the curtains. Yeah, but really, just... <laughs> it was funny because like I finished work and uh, the stu- like the sun's still shining. It's like cracking the flags, and and someone in work's like, "Oh, um, what are you gonna do now? You're gonna go enjoy the sun?" I'm like, "Well, no, I'm gonna go home to my nerd cave and record a podcast and talk about Batman." <laughs> so rather than like taking a nice stroll along the seafront and enjoying the weather. No, I went home and put a frozen pizza in, and now here I am talking to you. <laughs> I mean, it, it it does baffle me when people like go. They're shocked. They get when I go. It's it's too hot because they're like, oh, rip. I mean, I it takes a lot for me to get hot as well. By the way, I've been sat in the Czech Republic with a native from the Czech Republic there, and we both had our tops off, and he's been turned to me and said it's far too hot for me today, and I was fine. But today, it just, it's felt, I don't know if it's because of the tattoo or maybe because I've got my long sleeve on, it's just felt so boiling. But I love rain. I love a bit of mild. You know, I love to go outside and it's just fucking mild. That's great. But this is too much. I just. And this isn't just, even like it's full, full, it's not even full summer yet. In fact, I don't oh, even yeah, think it's no, officially no, no, summer. It hasn't even reached its final form. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, this isn't um, the British weather podcast. Uh, it's where we t- talk about comics. Mm-hmm. We talk about the latest books we've been reading. Um, but uh, I want to make a disclaimer. Um, the, the the tables have turned now, and now I haven't been able to read certain books. Uh, so I didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to discuss certain books. Uh, but it's not my fault. Forbidden Planet messed up my order, and I haven't received some of them. So. I think the, well, the only ones I can think of off the top of my head are Wonder Girl issue one and Star Girl Spring Break special. Well, I haven't read the Star Girl one still, but I'd had I we I'm sure we discussed Wonder did we discuss Wonder Girl in the last one or maybe I just said I'd ordered it. Yeah, you just but said yeah, you got I, it. Um, I read that and it's I actually really like that. I'm going to look out for the second issue. Awesome. I recommend the Future State. Uh, Two issue. I know series. you do. I'll 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 I'll, that. I'll see how this goes, and then maybe I'll see that what state the future will be in for me ordering that. But uh, to be honest, the other comics that I've the comics that I've been reading are ones you're just not reading. So it's I'm free to just talk about them and oh, not cool. ruin anything for you. Have you got so anything far. in the drop zone, by the way? Legends of the Dark Knight. Oh well, actually, let's let's go into that straight away because I want to talk about that. Um, so I'm, I'm very um and hard about this. Is this an is this an old story republished or no? It's um it was a digital first that came out in April, so they're printing that. Um, right, and I read it all when it came out. Um, but uh, I actually bought the first printed issue because I loved the art so much. It's done by the same guy that did the boys, Derek Robinson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really I really enjoyed the first issue. Um, he's on like the first three issues, and then it it changes. I think there's another couple of creative teams that come after that, and it kind of goes downhill after that. Uh, but um, yeah, I thought the the art in the first issue was fucking awesome. Like I thought it was dead crisp and like 
just like just re- really really nice to look at. So I had to buy it uh, when I saw they were printing it. Um, but you, but the sounds like you weren't impressed with it. I thought it just. I don't know. I, I, it was kind of. I, I don't know. It felt. It felt like when you, you write your first Batman story. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it a very like Batman classic. I mean, it's not reinventing the Batwheel, is it? You know, no. It's just. Um, but like, that's not. In my opinion, it wasn't like a, a bad thing. I, you know, I quite no, like. No, but I like just a, a I, classic. You know. Um, yeah, but I, I just felt like it didn't have any personality of its own, and I think that's like when you're going to be like you're talking about the with the drop zone. That's what's going to get you in the drop zone is if you don't mm-hmm. bring anything to the table. You've got to bring bring something. You got the art from it. That's grand. I like the art, but it's not enough for me. The mm-hmm. thing it could have it could have done so well is, and as some people have noted in recent years, is that. DC don't really use Batman's full villain uh, motley crew of villains that he's got. They just go with Joker. You know, there's not been many Two-Face stories, Penguin, Mr. Freeze, I'm just saying the ones on the cover now. They tend to try and make some new uh, baddies and then maybe some of them stick around, but then they normally don't come back again. And I saw this as an opportunity to, let's get these classic bad guys who have enough behind them have a pack a punch, and they, I just felt like they didn't really do much with them. I mean, I thought it was fun. Like are, are you, so it, I guess. Well, with it being in the drop zone, you're not going to get issue two, right? I, I no, I so, don't think so. I've, I've I've really mulled it over, and I can just when I was um, writing up the comics list of what's coming out this week and in the future weeks, I saw uh, Legends of Dark Knight two. I didn't as exactly go. Ooh, I normally like click and see what the cover options are. I just kind of like went eh, and moved on, and I, I, I won't. Oh yeah, I just won't pick it up. I'm right. Okay. Fair enough. So I can kind of tell you what happens next then. Oh yeah, go go nuts then. Right. So, so this one finishes with Batman and the Joker crashing into Gotham Harbor in a, a helicopter. Right. Um, yeah. So the- I mean, that, that's the other thing you've just said. It ends on a cliffhanger. And I don't find myself like bothered by the cliffhanger either. <laughs> well, it's issue two is really weird actually because like it's basically they get stranded on like one of those you know those like islands full of junk. You know they just throw yeah. all the rubbish. Like they get stranded there because weirdly this is like the the weakest part of issue two. Batman's stuff is what is waterlogged. Like his you'd think his stuff would be waterproof. Like, even I've got a Wait, waterproof what? phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wh- <laughs> so what? he's just so what's been so him and Joker are just like stranded, and they just sit and talk for ages. Um, and then you know because they've got um the the new gas, the deadly gas in them. Um, mm. Batman has like um one vial left of like the the uh, the cure, and he shares it between them. Obviously, he has that moment where he thinks like, oh. Should I just leave him to die or, you know, whatever. But no, he, like, shares it evenly so the Joker survives. And then they just have this, like... I mean, it's kind of classic, like, Joker and Batman back and forth. And that's quite fun. But the, essentially, they do, it, they do just sit there and talk until Batman punches him when he talks about R- Robin um, and knocks him out. 
<laughs> but there's another like really weird scene in it where there's very graphic depiction of Batman and Joker throwing up. And in issue one, there's a very graphic vomit scene as well. It's yes, like, there is. I mean, I've not read the boys past issue one. There's a lot of puking. Does he really enjoy drawing he's people got a go- vomiting? He's got gore and, right. and blood and guts maybe that, and stuff like that. So. <laughs> maybe he was like, can we do... Can we do some like blood and blood and guts? And they're like, no, you can't really do anything unless it's DC Black well, Label. Can I do vomit? Well, yeah, I, you can do vomit. Can, <laughs> can I do stuff that comes out of the guts? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> it's gut related. If that's all right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll we'll have that. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a weird one because the dude's writing this as well, isn't he? he? Didn't write the boys. Did he? It was Garth Ennis. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just it's kind of all over the place with like the story and the plot and stuff. But like I say, the art just wins it over for me. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's odd. I mean, as well, it caused some um, controversy online. I didn't notice this at all, but apparently Joker makes a Trump joke. Oh, yeah, he did. Did he you pick it... that up? What, yeah. what did he say? People he are going says... nuts over this. Says something to do with he's got everyone's saying oh keep politics out of comics and stuff like this like let me um I actually did pick up on it and I did think it was unusual um hold on Joker's Trump joke you know what that's actually harder to Google than you think <laughs> I would have thought that would have literally... I mean I've got it have I'm... you got it there yeah it's got... do you know yeah. where it, where it happens. Oh, well, I haven't... Hold on. I'll let me go and get mine. Pad out. Pad this out somehow. All right, well, I'll, I'll just talk about why I liked it then. So, like, apart from the art, I thought it was a, a good, like, basic Batman story. You know, Batman's got a crime to solve. And the thing that was good about this as well was you follow him in, like, real time. So he's out all day and all night. It's, like, 24, but Batman. And, like, he, I just... <laughs> I love the 24, but Batman. I love the like you you see the the inner workings of his mind. I, I, that's when I love Batman, you know, when he's like monologuing, and you get those boxes, the text boxes, and it's like I'm fucking oh, tired you know what? and I'm hurt and I you know just shit like this. And then like you, know, you really feel like you're living it with him, you know, you feel every ache and every pain, and you're like, dude, just go to bed. And he's just like, no, I can't. Like <laughs> fuck it. That's my favorite Batman when he's like running himself into the ground. And it's funny this one because it's like it's not even that like it's not even that serious a thing. I mean, I, I guess it kind of is, but he just like he just pushes himself and pushes himself, and that's why that, that's you know there's some Batman stories out there that do this kind of thing that I really love and it just gels with me. So that's why I liked it. Here we go, found it. So he says, um, and I rem- and by the way, whilst I'm flicking through this, I'm remembering things like. You say the thing you like is the monologue. There's far too much stuff happening on the page for me. There's far too many boxes. It's got, you know, what's his name who does White Knight would be having heart palpitations. <laughs> this is not, it's, it's, it's not on. Um, yeah, so he says, well, I can't hang around and tuck you in. To quote another clown, you're fired, except I have better hair. You're fired? Isn't that, like, isn't that the, what's that TV show called? Alan Sugar. Yeah, yeah, The Apprentice. When when did when did Trump say that? Trump was what is the American version of Lord Sugar on The Apprentice? 
But did, did like, he ever say you're fired? Well, yeah, because that's how they fire people off the show. Yeah, but hang on. Trump never said you're fired, though, did he? That's not like a... What? Hold on. Stop. Do you... <laughs> Have you ever watched The Apprentice? Yeah. Yeah, so you know at the end, when the way to decide how if someone is going, they have... He, he, Lord Sugar says, you're fired. Yeah, I know the concept of right? that, but what's that going okay. to Trump? I've just told you, Trump is the Americ- was the American Lord Sugar on The Apprentice. Oh, he was actually in like like a TV show, like The Office, but American. Yeah, he, he did it for years. Huh? That's why people are like, it's audacious, we've got a TV celebrity oh. as our president. Oh, right, I just know him from Home Alone 2. Jesus wept. <laughs> Down the hall and to the left. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? To quote another famous clown, down the hall and to the left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have picked up on it then. <laughs> uh no, but that's that's also to refer to him. He doesn't make a. I don't think that's a political joke no, at all. I didn't he even quote, fucking he's get quote, it. He, he's quoted a um, a TV quote that he, uh, what he's more famous for. That would be like me quoting L- Lord Lord Sugar and someone going, "Oh, don't get political," you know, because he's in the House of Lords. Well, I'm not. I'm actually quoting the TV show that he's more popular from. From so yeah, that's bollocks. That that isn't a political joke. I mean, he did joke. call he's, him a clown. So maybe that's. Well, yeah. I mean, there's maybe there's some like MAGA bat fans out there. I don't know. I mean, again, if you think that the Joker is a Republican or a Democrat, you're an idiot because he's an anarchist. He hates government, so of course he would call the president a clown. Yeah, he hates Nazis. He... <laughs> Actually, we we, yeah. ca- we can't get too political on this podcast. Okay? Oh, we don't like to get political. No, no. no. But what I think what's very important to point out is how. Every, things are apolitical or not political. They're only political if you want to make them. People, re, if people want to read into the politics of that. They can, but they're wrong because the Joker isn't political, and that there's nothing about that quote that isn't not what the Joker would say. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, do you want to talk any any more about this this issue? Or? No, to be honest, I think we've given it a lot more light than it needs. Oh, I'm not really. Fair enough. I'm, I'm not it's really, in your drop really zone, but I, I liked it. Oh, well. Um, oh, yeah, it's uh, dropping into your zone then. Anything else you want to talk about oh, in the drop zone? No, no. Other than that, it's been it's been quite good. If there's anything, there's been a bit of a pickup zone, but we'll save that for the next episode because I haven't read the things I've been picking up. Yeah, what, as it were, what we do need to things. talk about is. Um, Batman Black and White, because that wrapped up uh, last month with issue six, and yeah. we haven't talked about issues three, four, five, or six. Now nope. we don't have time to like go in depth issue by issue. So what I said to you was pick your favourite story from each issue. Which I think was a very very good idea. Yeah, and I had fun like going through them again and like picking new favourites out. Um. So yeah, let's. I mean, as a whole, I I thought it was um, like I thought it was a, a really interesting series, worth reading. Uh, oh, definitely. Good stories. Nice to see like non-canon Elseworlds interpretations. I'm always up for that. Um, mm. And it really did have some quite bold and different stories in it. So on, on a whole, I really enjoyed the series. Yeah. Um, so issue three. Um, I mean, 
for me, I mean, it's no surprises here. I know, you know what you're going to say, but go on. <laughs> my favourite was Unquiet Night, written by Tim oh, Seeley. shocker! And art by Kelly Jones. Now, I loved this. I thought it was amazing. Like, obviously, you know, Kelly Jones, like, art is just... I just jizz whenever I see it when I turn a page. So that's I was biased with that. But, I mean, I don't blame you. It is some of the best. He draws one of the best Batman. Yes, Batman. Batman's. <laughs> I don't know what you would say. Bat. Bat. I don't know what to say. I don't know what's the plural Batman, of the singular. Just Batman. It's like sheep, isn't it? Yeah. It's a... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Batman's like sheep. You'll never hear like that, that, <laughs> the context of that ever again. Yeah. Where that makes sense, Batman like um, sheep, no. isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But no, it's he's, I agree with... he's vampire Batman. You know, he's just like with those giant fucking bat ears and like, oh, he just looks so fucking badass. But apart from the awesome, awesome art, I just loved, you know, the the idea of the death of Batman. I just thought it was a really interesting take on like a Batman story and ideology. Yeah, no, and uh, I did like it. Oh, you liked um, it, but is it not your favourite? No, it's not my favourite. Oh, come my on! My favourite was, uh, and, uh, like he did, he could have had me. He honestly, he he was, he, it's a such a close second. But the one which got me, and not really too much of a, sh- a shock, really, when you think about it, was the uh, I am the bat. I am the bat, which was the one before it, written and where, illustrated by Ben Gall. Yeah, I like uh, I like the simplicity of the art. It's kind of like pop pop arty, and this I just like oh, that. Oh, okay. So the twist at the end is it's Bruce's daughter. Yeah, yeah. and I just I, I like the way the art looked. Um, with color, this would be amazing to be. To oh yeah, at, but I that's not the well. point. This Batman oh, yeah, black yeah, yeah, and white yeah. is like what's yeah, the best yeah, showcasing. What... Actually, you know what? I I eat those words because. My story in colour would look fucking incredible, actually. Yeah, I was about to argue back to you that actually... With that colourist... I do remember... That colourist that was on that series, um, the... the oh, oh, the... What's it called? King, Kings Scarecrow of Fear. King, Kings of Fear. Yeah, I've forgotten the name of that colourist. Damn. I need to find that out to... Just to say, but... Yeah, that colour... That colourist on that story would be incredible. Kings of Fear. Um, yeah. But I pre- I preferred I prefer preferred that I'm the bat because yeah one the twist and two the, the style of, of it all and I liked again when I say simplicity we just talked about like narration boxes this is being narrated there's a box on every page but it's very short sharp sentences but not too simple like there has been some care or thought put into them and it's just it's great and it's just like it's showing like. Street level Batman stuff, which is always my favorite, not over the top. Like, th- by the way, this was the weakest issue. Oh, I don't agree at all. What? Are Hang you on. kidding me? I just found the name of the colorist on Kings of Fear, Michelle Madsen. She was incredible on that series. Um, yeah, she was. So yeah, uh, no, no, I did. I I thought this was. I thought this was one of the best in the series. Uh, the weakest one I thought was issue six, but we'll get into that in a bit. No, I mean like the weakest. Oh, I, I you're, you are right. No, that this was. Um, I, I hated the first one, which was the alternative Batman and Robin. Um, oh, that's think. Yeah, that well, that's like the debut of like new cap. Well, 
I guess it's not canon, but... I mean, this is the whole, like, uh, Fox family Batman thing they're trying to push now. Yeah, I, I, I didn't... I didn't one, the thing I don't it. really get about, like, his 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 mask now he's got like um like a like a thing over his mouth yeah i saw that yeah is that is that like his... to hide that he's black you can't see his cut the color of his skin i mean I, maybe I, like i read um the next batman future state issue one and you did too and that wasn't brought up in that either so like i don't know if it's been brought up in any of the other bat books but it just seems a bit. Um, I, I want an explanation for it. Yeah. Oh no, he doesn't wear the mask. He hasn't got a mask on all the time though, because like there is a bit where he asks him, "What are you grinning about?" Well, no. If you notice at the start, he smashes it off. Oh, yeah, he smashes it off. Yeah. Then you've got the the after that one. There's a, this terrible story of the. Um, oh, a kingdom, of, a kingdom thorns of thorns by oh my days. Bliquist that was horrible Everly? to read and. Like it's, I mean, didn't they even look at it when it was printed? Going, this is just hard to take in as well. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's um, not, not really to our had, style, I guess. Then they had our stories that we both liked, mm-hmm. and it finishes off with um, this weird, giant post-apocalyptic burly. Like, I, I just didn't understand what this has to do with anything. Just like Batman is a giant Terminator robot. I don't know. I feel like this would totally fit into like the Dark Knight universe. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, a bit maybe, but it just without any context, it was just weirdly bizarre, and I didn't like it. So, so uh, yeah. what, let me see. Number four. Um, number four. So number four yeah. was actually my favorite issue. Let me have a look. I'm grabbing number four now. Which cover did you get? I got. The regular cover, the Becky Cloonan one. Is well, what was that? He was just like stood on the edge of a building, um, oh. the gargoyles. Ah no, I got the uh, the two face one. Oh, I saw that, and I regretted not getting that one. Like I saw yeah, you post I... it, and I was like, "Bastard, that's better than my one." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Be- Becky Cloonan, but that two face one was fucking sick. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think we've got the same favorite story in this one. Because um, I thought it was easily the best story in issue four, and if not the series. Oh, uh, oh I might, I might, I might know which one. Davenport House, written and illustrated by Carl Kershaw. Is uh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. So this was Carl like K- yeah, yeah. This was like a a light horror detective story and it was mm-hmm. like right up my street yeah written and illustrated by the same guy that did the art on one of my favorite series gotham academy and um making her debut as robin in this story is maps from gotham academy my favorite character from that series i just oh. love her she and, and i just love that she got her happy ending in this because like throughout the whole of gotham academy she's like such a fucking bat fan and she even gets to like hang out with Damien for a bit and sort of like be a sidekick to him. But she like wants to be Robin so bad. So to see her actually be Robin in this, I just like squealed with joy. I just I I thought it was so fucking good. 
And it like it reminded me of like me and you. Like if we were to like investigate a haunted house, like you're Batman, like not believing in ghosts, and I'm like the naive, excitable sidekick, just happy to be. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. It was so tight as well. Like it's only eight pages. And it's like this horror detective story. And just like the art's amazing. Oh, it's just so good, man. It was like fun but dark and like heartbreaking at the end. It's just like all in eight pages. It's fucking incredible. And it got me so excited after reading it that I just went and reread Gotham Academy for like the fourth time. <laughs> I my thing with it that I liked about it was time travels hard to do mm, mm. time travel is very hard to especially do especially like, like a batman it. story yeah and this kind of and if you, especially if you're gonna do time travel mixed with like like you said horror themes or with the the occult it's even harder to get it i mean you can bend you've got mm. more rules to bend but more there's holes. a lot there's a lot that he crammed into this eight page story yeah that's what i mean there's so Do much you know just I mean? in this it's it's really well told it reminded me of like a really classic uh david tennant episode of doctor who yes very good yeah yeah exactly I, and I, to I, you as well essentially because you've not read Go- gotham academy maps would be a new character for you yeah she was so, and i'm kind of intrigued you to, for you to just jump in there and, and get the same kind of effect that I'm getting from that. Did you pick mm. this as your favourite, by the way? Yeah, this was my favourite. Yeah. I mean, that's it's something special. I think this was Carl Kershaw's writing debut as well. Because he oh, just did the art. Look. Let's have um, a look. What does this cause it always says something at the beginning, doesn't it? Uh, when's the comic yeah, from the artist? Carl Kershaw was the most acclaimed DC artist. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about his writing. It just says he's an artist. Mm-hmm. So, maybe this is his writing debut I, and I need more of, yeah. of this Batman and Robin I, I don't want Joker, the Riddler or any of the other rogues, I want to watch Bruce and Matt solving supernatural crime, Well, it's like, like it's that's like, what I want yeah, it's like, I, what I, I like that's about... what it could be called, Bruce and Maps. like <laughs> <laughs> I just like, like Justice League Dark with Batman yes, Batman and it... Maps Justice League Dark, yes yeah, it's just like maybe Constantine like, now and again, Zatanna. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Dope. Yeah, I, I need, I need more of this. And after um, I read this, obviously I reread Gotham Academy and then followed Carl Kershaw on like all social medias. So I'm going to hound him to um, to bring Gotham Academy back in some sort of form. You can. Um, um, you need. You need to uh, send me the links then. To yes, the, uh, I will. To his, because I, w- I want to see his art. It was very That's good. So nice. I like his art a lot. And a close second for me was The Green Deal, written by Chip Zdarsky and art by Nick Bradshaw. Mm. Oh. The art put me off that. Oh, I thought the art was magnificent. I just love too much. Without colour, it was so hard oh, to I, read without the colour. I love the detail with Ivy and all their plants. I just thought it was so unique. But, like, Zdarsky mm. gives, like, an excellent story in this, like, hitting on environmental issues. Like, he's really good at writing Poison Ivy. And, like... He's good at writing any character. Yeah. I mean, the 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 Batman dialogue is fantastic in this. Like, mm. he says... What does he say in this bit? He says, Your plants will take hold, but people will still cut, will still try to bend the world to their will. Like, that's fucking... 
That's like Shakespearean. <laughs> so it's so good. And then when Batman defeats Ivy at the end, and she's like, "But, but what about the world, Batman? I'm giving you the plan to save the world." And he just looks at her and says, "Ivy, what makes you think I don't already have one?" Yeah. She's like, "Boom, mic drop." It might. That's like another a different way of just saying, "I'm Batman." we'll get to that um, in the next issue I think but yeah it's fuck it. It's a mic drop from Chip and it's a mic drop from Batman <laughs> awesome um, so yeah I did I like that issue a lot that's what I mean maybe again that's why I picked I think issue 3 sticks with me because 1 and 2 1 was very strong 2 wasn't as strong as 1 but still good and then 3 I just sort of dipped and then you have four, which was really good. So I just was like, right, three in my head, three is the poor one. Um, when we get to on issue five now... Um... Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, I'm Batman. So my favourite was the first one, Father and Son Outing, written and illustrated by my artist of last year, Jorge Jimenez. And this is his writing debut. And I thought it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. You know, that, that bit where it's like... Because I'm Batman, and it's just like his eyes are glowing. That, that splash page, well, and then at the end, it's I'm Robin. Like I just, oh, I'd love this. I mean, I'm kind of biased because controversially, I don't know if I've told you this, but my favourite Robin is actually Damian Wayne. That's fair. And I know lots of people will scream at me over this because a lot of people love Dick, especially Jack Chambers, <laughs> and. Uh, Oh, I know a lot of dick lovers, and I know they'll hate me for saying that I, I, my favourite is Damien, but I don't know. I just, I think when I jumped on, like, religiously reading Bat books, Damien was Robin, and so he's always kind of been my Robin, and I've read all his solo series, and, you know, just, I just like the little shit. I just, I think, I just love his attitude, and I like his backstory. Uh, you know, I just, I just really enjoy reading Damien. So, and I thought Jorge just got his voice spot on in this, like, and I thought it was so clever the way they were like staking out this, um, like, bust essentially. They were going to bust these bad guys, um, and they were talking about it so carefully. And you know, Bruce was saying we've got to do this, we've got to do that, um, and then in the end, like, Robin just jumps in. <laughs> and just doesn't listen to any of that. I just thought it was so so well done. I mean, my I my issue I have with this is I feel like I feel like it's like when you watch Behind the Magic, showing exactly why Batman oh, set right. stuff up was kind of a little taking it away from me. Okay. And I feel I, I didn't really like that too much. He didn't um, like it when he was like, so now, if I stand here, they'll see my shadow and they'll be scared. Yeah, <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, he doesn't have to say it out loud. And I know he's teaching him, but I don't know. It, it, the, the way they were talking to each other and the, about it just didn't right. quite work for me. That's my, fair enough. Um, my favourite story in this uh, was definitely the artwork of, as well. And I don't think you'll be that shocked by it. was uh, The Man Who Flies. Jamal Campbell, written and illustrated. Uh, oh, he does some really nice covers. He does those really nice Nightwing covers. Well, it's Nightwing in this. That's it. It's it's all Nightwing. Oh this story. yeah. Oh yeah. That's really nice looking. That yeah. 
I, I, I loved, I just loved how this flowed and how mm. it looked and just a simple appreciation of Nightwing. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually amazed you didn't pick that uh, little Riddler one in the middle. The Riddle in the middle. The Riddle, well, it's just called The Riddle. The one, I'm surprised because that reminded oh. me a little bit of that Silver Surfer comic you liked. Now, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey did this. They did uh, Young they Avengers. Lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've met lot. them because you got my Young Avengers issue one signed I by did. them yeah. <laughs> while they I was lo- off stalking Gerald Way. <laughs> they, they were lovely men. Now, no, you know what? This one, I mean, yeah, the art's great in it, but it confused the fuck out of me. I know that's kind of the idea because it's yeah. like a choose your own adventure like but I never got to the end and I ended up having to like google it like how do you read the whole thing? Did you get to the end like I assumed you can't get to the end so that that's the there, whole point. there is a way. Is there? I couldn't find yeah, the there's like, that implied. There's a I... there's a riddle in it. There's like a riddle in the comic that allows you to finish the story and win. I thought um, the whole point was that if you play the Joker's riddle, you will never win. So what you do is you just don't play it, and you just go straight through, straight forward. And that's what the Joker doesn't. Uh, the Joker, the Riddler, doesn't see coming, and that's and that's why you, how you win it. Yeah, I wasn't too fussed on that one because I think it was like dead late at night, and I just didn't have the energy or the time for it. And I was just like, oh, no, no, just give me some <laughs> nice-looking Damian Wayne and Batman having a conversation. Um, yeah. I got uh, the um, I got the Riddler cover to this one, though. The, um, yeah, the I Gar- did as well. The Gary Frank variant, so nice. I, 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 was, I was hoping that he would do a story in one of these, but he didn't. Because his stuff is so nice. I'm, like... Like, I'm... Finding this dead bizarre that you found because I'm on book picked up book six now. Oh yeah, okay. So I'm re- find it really weird that you thought this was the worst of the books because I, yeah, I think by far I, I liked nearly every. St- I think I liked every story in this except the very last one, which well, I think I only mean... didn't like that because it's like the <laughs> the final one that we end the entire run on. It just felt like a flat note. Oh, well, that was so a maybe, wet fart. Well, the cover was a so wet maybe, fart too. Before we go into the story, I mean, what did you get the regular cover or did you get the Fabok variant? Um, I got the I got the one where cover. I got the John Romita Junior. No, what the? F- I mean, this was the worst cover of the series. I think it did. I think it did. The one where it's just something in the rain and it's really... Oh, it's Batman really hard rain. to figure out what's going on. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you know how I feel about John Romita Jr. Like, so I yeah, actually <laughs> hated... The, I hated this cover and I jumped straight on that Jason Fabok variant. I mean, I don't think I've ever made such an easy decision in my entire life. I think I, I forgot... <laughs> I forgot that it was out and by the time I went to order, the Fabocs were gone. Oh, like, well, f- fair enough. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, no, um, I do. I, I did not pick this cover because it looks nice. I mean, is, I, I don't know whether you know the cover left a bad taste in my mouth, but I just really wasn't keen on it. Um, and that that story at the end that that was the worst story of the series. That Snyder Ramita Junior one. It was just garbage. Yeah, just but the oh. other stories were all amazing. 
I don't agree. I mean, I, it was just so easy to pick my favourite uh, because it was sick and the rest were shit. It was um, like Monsters of the Deep, written by John Arcudi and art by James Harron. Oh, um, yeah, with Clayface. Yeah, mainly for the art. I mean, he drew a badass Clayface. Just so dynamic and just captures insane amounts of movement. Like, I just loved it. And he does a really good mad Batman. Yeah. Like, like that's, that one where his, his eyes are, like, glowing. Yeah. Like, I just, I loved how he drew him. He just like, drew him really pissed off, Batman. Like, I just loved it. I feel like Clayface in this is drawn both in a... He's, he's gone, like, with the fucking the Batman the Animated Series, Clayface, and then just mm. made, horrid it up a little. Mm. And it just, it, it's it's bang on. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought it was I sick. did, I liked it. I do think, ooh, have you swayed me? I do think that may have been... I, see, I was really... It is hard. I really I enjoyed the one with um, Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor Strange? Well, that's his name, isn't it? See, he's a doctor and he's called Strange, isn't he? I'm always shit. Oh. See, whatever he's called. Um, yeah. what, what, what was that story called? I'm actually looking at it now. And where's the title for the The Abyss. The Abyss, where you see um, he's like loads of patients and he's getting them to kind of divulge what they see when they think of the memories of when Batman. They were all at the same event. And I love the bit in it where. The kids reading like a Batman sixty six comic and laughing at it, and then Man Bat and Batman bursts through, and when the the kids like oh Batman, and then sees Batman beating the shit out of it, <laughs> Man Bat when he's he's turned into a human, and in this horrible figure going, it's okay, the bad man can't hurt you anymore. It's like you know what, that was me as a kid. I remember as a kid being like, yeah, Batman's cool, and then I'd put on Batman the Animated Series, and I'd be crying scared because he terrified me as well. Yeah, but I'd, yeah, the Clayface one. Clayface is like low key one of my favorite characters in Batman. Yeah, yeah he's That's totally like he, he's a dark horse. He gets forgotten about. But he's actually a real sick villain, especially in the comics. Well, I love him in the detect in the, those detective comic runs. That's what one of the things when they they add him to the the gang, the ones that oh, you're yeah. like you're yeah. too stuck up. You you think that I'm reading them just to be hip and fly and to be like, oh, I uh, I read detective comics actually. But... You won't let this go. I've got them and I've read them and they're and they're good. Like <laughs> yes, because they were good, and especially because Clayface is in them. So yeah. Oh, so I I do think I, I think you're slagging off of six is very harsh, especially when you're letting three go so lightly. I think you're uh, I think you are a little wrong on that one. I think but it I'll was because there was Ramita Junior involved in it. I just I felt di- <laughs> I felt dirty reading it, <laughs> <laughs> knowing you had something remotely related to him in your possession. Yeah. <laughs> um. God, yeah, but that, today, that's it for Batman Black and White. Is there anything else that you want to bring up before we wrap it up? No, I think, I mean, I'm looking at the time. I think that'll be the perfect time to wrap it up. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, literally all we've done is talk about Batman, but what's fucking new? Let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> well, um, next time it'll be a bit of Wonder Girl and a bit of, you know what, the next issue. And some more issue... Batman as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, but I mean, I'm reading a lot of different stuff, so that on the next episode, we'll be 
not too much Batman from me. Okay, okay. I just dropped a Batman for and Batman Black and White's over. So it's just leaves yeah. Tom, Tom Tom Taylor's the detective. That's the only mm-hmm. Batman I'll be talking about. Okay, fair enough. So uh, yeah, I guess that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, so do you want to plug anything, dude? Yeah, head over to talknerdy.uk because we've got loads of stuff going on there. They're gonna have, me and Chris are gonna have a Star Girl podcast going up soon about why we love Star Girl. Uh, there's been loads of new reviews going up as well for Mortal Kombat, uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Which actually, that was a while ago, wasn't it? But yeah, a lot of re- oh, Army of the Dead. Loads of like written reviews up, and yeah, just go and check it out and check out the socials at Talk Nerdy UK too. And also go and check out Man and JB's T-shirt account on Instagram if you wanna. If you're interested in what T-shirts we're wearing, um, go and follow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that's not the best sell because I can't think of a single person in the world I'm interested in what T-shirt they're wearing. But if you're interested in like seeing t- cool T-shirts. Because me and Chris, I, I, I'm going to say it, me and you have fantastic taste in T-shirts. Great, <laughs> great taste in T-shirts. I don't know, Ding would say otherwise. <laughs> Ding, Ding's got awful taste in T-shirts. He's... It's weird, man. It, it dawned on me. Like I've had a few people like slagging off my like T-shirt choices. And I was thinking, like, I that, had that moment where I'm like, are, are we the baddies? Like, are, are we the ones with the shit taste? Like, are, are we... <laughs> Like, no, it's definitely that like, epiphany. Like, holy shit! Do I actually look like a clown? But then I thought, <laughs> do I care? No, no. <laughs> I've just ordered some fucking tie dye Crocs. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I don't like this. Where you and Abby are going with Crocs? I'm not really feeling. <laughs> I feel Blame very Abby. uneasy. She she convinced me on the Crocs. Like she was like, honestly, they're fashionable now. Like Justin Bieber's wearing them and Post Malone. And I mean that doesn't mean anything to me because I don't like either of those people. But she convinced me that Crocs are now cool, and my feet get hot in the summer. So I looked on the website and I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw they did like tie dye ones. I was like, well, obviously I'm getting those ones then. So <laughs> that's that's oh. my justification. Um, but anyway, yeah, go and check out our t-shirt account on Instagram. I haven't even said what it's called yet. It's called Talk Shirty to Me. And uh, you just have underscores under each word there. Um, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, and follow the show as well. Follow <laughs> the, um, Chris's Comics Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. The Chris's has two S's. And you can follow my personal account on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And you can also follow me on Goodreads if you want to keep up to date with all the latest comics I'm reading. Just type in Chris Wakefield and you'll find me on there. And don't forget to... Like, rate, and review the show on Apple. Write a quick review. Makes massive differences. Try and get rid of that embarrassing review that I have up there from years ago where I big myself up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's it. So uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for joining me, Jub. No worries. And we'll see you all soon. Yeah, see you soon. Thanks for listening. Over and out. Bye.